Morning everyone, it's Monday morning and so we're going to be carrying on with our Psalms devotionals. And today I'd like to look at Psalm 79 and Psalm 80 together. They're part of the um, 10 Psalms of Asaph that we've been looking at, Psalm 73 to Psalm 83. And I'd like to talk about something today that can be a little bit obscure, I think, but it's probably a thing that, or a um, concept or something that we bump into as Christians that can cause us really to trip up. So I'm going to read it, read just the beginning of Psalm 80 and then jump into it. So Psalm 80 from verse 1 says, Hear us, shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock, you who sit enthroned between the cherubim, shine forth before Ephraim, Benjamin, and Manasseh, which are three of the tribes. Awaken your might, come and save us. Restore us, O God. Make your face shine upon us that we may be saved. How long, Lord God Almighty, will your anger smolder against the prayers of your people? You have fed them with the bread of tears, and you have made them drink tears by the bowlful. You have made us an object of derision to our neighbors, and our enemies mock us. Restore us, God Almighty, that your face make your face shine on us that we may be saved. And so what we saw about Asaph was, Asaph was probably, according to history, a guy who started off serving in the temple during the reign of David, and then um, was around during the reign of Solomon, and then after that was um, around in the time of Jeroboam, which was um, uh, Solomon's son, and saw kind of Israel go from these massive heights to just like absolute depravity and falling apart and being attacked and all this kind of stuff that's going on. And so he's got this heart that cries out. He's seen the amazing, uh, the amazingness of Israel. A couple of Psalms ago, we looked at where he mentioned the panels, the wooden panels in the temple. And he knew the temple so well. It was a place that he'd been and he cried out to God. And he just seen so much desolation happen um, compared to where things were. And so he says, you know, uh, he constantly references throughout, and in Psalm 79, that's why I wanted to put them together. Psalm 79, he says, he starts off by saying, you know, God, you called us. You were the one who did this for us. Um, you know, we've been called by your name, and now you've abandoned us. And here, the same thing. Here, a shepherd of Israel, you who led Joseph like a flock, you who sit enthroned, awaken your might and come and save us. And so uh, he also says in verse 3 that restore us, O God, make your face shine upon us that we may be saved. And so what we see from Asaph is he's longing after the way things were, um, the way he perceives things should be um, when God's people are in a relationship with God. And I think that's a very human response. And I really, I love the way Asaph is so honest and real. You know, his as a worship guy, he's not sitting there, you know, just, he doesn't just say, you who sit enthroned between the cherubim, like, he also goes on to say, how long will your anger smolder against the praise of your people? He's still very honest. And I think there's a, an incredible honesty that needs to come about as part of our worship. And 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 so this is kind of what I want to talk about today. I think as Christians, we sit in one of two polar opposites. On the one side, there's the Christians who go, you know what? God is sovereign. He does whatever he wants to do. We don't question him. We don't ask. We just whatever he dishes up. God is sovereign. He can do that. We just submit, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. And there's an incredible truth in that. But I do believe it's one half of the picture and only one half of the picture, because if we live in that place, um, it the Bible also talks about that um, God speaks to the prophets and and that uh, work out your salvation with fear and trembling and, and that we should pursue the Lord. And in the book of Hebrews, it says, um, you know, today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts. And I believe God does want to speak to us. So, so it's not just this. We can't just live in this realm. But there is an element of truth that we should live with a submission and laying down our hearts. But on the other side as well, 
We should want to know what God is doing. And we should have a heart that's hungry, like, Lord, show me what you're doing. Lord, explain to me. And not just for my own sake, but for the sake of others, that I can encourage them. And I think if we can hold these two truths in tension, because what I often see happens is when we aren't able to hold these two truths in tension, we end up getting offended. So I, I don't want to know. I'm not interested you know, I'm living across here, just, it's just by faith, whatever. And I start, get, start to get an inkling of what God is doing. I just, I, I get offended by it. Like, I just don't want to know. Lord, if you're going to be this horrible to me, just be horrible. But don't show me. You know, don't explain to me. I don't want, I don't want pat answers. I don't want some cheap, hollow explanation. And on the other hand, there the, are those of us who get offended, I think, with God when, you know, I, Lord, the stuff's going on in my life. I don't understand what's going on. Show me what's going on. And I'm pushing really hard for this side. And I feel like God isn't showing me enough. And so I get I get hacked off with him. And the key for me, Stu touched on, on it a little bit um, yesterday when he preached, is this idea of the simplicity is that we are going after God himself and following him rather than looking for the answer or just going belly up and saying, God, you can do to me whatever you want to do. But God is God of both because I can submit to him and follow him. And when I submit to him and follow him, he will speak to me. But if I take God out of the equation, then all of a sudden I've got two polar opposite concepts. I've got accept or don't accept and try to find the answer. And I believe that as we follow hard after God, we begin to trust him. And as our worship becomes honest, and not just you know lip service to God, but honest, real Lord, I love you, but God, why have you forgotten me? Or you know, God, I'm tired. Or or God, I, I'm really trusting you for this. And Lord, how long will it be? You gave me a word, and you promised me this. You know, whatever the thing is. Um, if we're wrestling through something, that we can be really honest with God about that stuff. So, uh, not my will, but yours be done. Lord, I'm submitted to you, but at the same time, God, speak to me about this stuff as well, because I'm coming after you. I want to know what your voice sounds like. And I believe in that healthy relationship as we walk with him. He does begin to speak to us about things. But because he is our prize, and not and, and knowing or being clever isn't the prize, I believe we find an incredible grace. And I do think that the church now more than ever needs to have answers. Friends, I think we need to know what God is doing in these seasons. We have to be able to hear what God is saying to the church right now, rather than just being possum and sticking our head in the sand. But at the same time, that we don't become experts, but just like everyone else, we can say, you know, like Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. I, I don't think there's, there's a place for a clever church who thinks they know more than God. And we begin to architect the future for him. And so I don't know if that helps you a little bit and uh, or if it's a bit too conceptual. But can I encourage you over the course of the, over the, course of the day, maybe over the course of these holidays, that we have this deep submission. God, do to me what you will. Lord, my future is in your hands. I trust you. Whatever you want. But at the same time, Lord, speak to me. I want to hear what you're saying. I don't, I, and I don't believe these two things are polar opposites at all because I want to worship you in spirit and in truth. Can't wait to see you guys on Thursday.